from being angry at God to experiencing peace and fulfillment in Him. This is part two of Jackie Sanchez's story. Last week, you heard the soul transformation of Jackie and how the emptiness of spirituality and new age led her to a relationship with her heavenly father. This week, we're picking up right where we left off as we talk about the darkness and the emptiness that's found in the new age movement and how faith can transform your complete health, body, mind, and soul. Listen as we explore Jackie's weight loss transformation and talk about the biggest obstacles to losing weight. You will gain some fantastic insight if you're trying to transform your health and you're just stuck. Simple, practical, and realistic tips that are going to leave you empowered and encouraged. My friends, if you are loving this podcast, please do me a favor. Subscribe. Leave both a rating and a review. It makes such a big difference with the visibility of this podcast. Hey, I appreciate you. Now sit back with your coffee or tea or water and enjoy this conversation between Jackie and I today on Healthy Harmony. Okay, I would love to welcome back my friend, Jackie Sanchez. We had a fantastic conversation last week in talking about her soul transformation. So Jackie, welcome back. I'm so glad we're doing this. We're doing part two. Yes, Jen, I'm excited to be back because I still feel like there's so much to talk about. There really is. So let's pick up right where we left off. And we were talking about this soul transformation and you thinking that new age and just this this very vague area of spirituality would be the answer. And you found it very empty and meaningless and any kind of feelings of happiness were only temporary. So um, I want to explore that just a little bit more. Tell me a little bit more about that journey and what you have found as you have come into the Christian faith, come back into the Christian faith, excuse me. Yeah, so kind of what I mentioned in the previous episode was that some of these words can be very empty. And so, yes, I was doing all this work that was elevating me in that moment, but I would come back to feeling empty. And then I would also experience some weird uh, paranormal just stuff that was going on. And I also realized that when I was practicing these new age things, I was also opening the door to different things in my life, which again, I was completely unaware of because in my eyes, I'm doing good. I'm practicing things. I'm doing meditation. It's okay. Right. So what do, so what doors do you feel like were opened? So I feel like I'll give you an example. When I used to meditate, you're taught to sit down, empty your mind, allow anything that needs to pass through. And a lot of people struggle with it. And now I understand why we're not meant to empty our minds. It's mm-hmm. The Bible tells you it's we're not meant to empty your minds in that way. You're supposed to meditate on the word of God. So yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that back then. And so I would sit on my bedroom floor. I would close my eyes. And at the time I was being mentored by a psychic slash medium. And she would tell me how I just had to focus on my third eye and I had to allow these thoughts to come in. And I remember sitting on my bedroom floor and doing as she said, and I had also taken a Zen Buddhism class. So I was kind of like pulling from both things and, and trying to do this meditation thing. 
And I felt like something or someone was sitting across from me and it didn't feel very nice. Oh, but goodness. I was taught to keep my eyes closed and focus. And if you don't, you're doing it wrong. I didn't want to open my eyes. And eventually it just felt so scary that I would open my eyes only to find nothing there because there was nothing there. And I once brought it up to her attention. I said, hey, you know, I get this whole meditation thing, but when I do it, when I'm not following anything that's guided, when it's just me and my thoughts, I get very lost and it feels very scary. And she would say, oh, it's fine. It's just your guardian angels. Just trust. It's okay. Nothing's going to happen. And I found time later, I mean, it should have been a red flag, right? A guardian angel or Mm -hmm. anything good of light would not have felt so scary. But I realized later that was just me opening doors, inviting things that were not godly because I wasn't supposed to be doing that in the first place. You're so right. You're so right. And again, you know, so often we have to be in tune with those those gut feelings of, I mean, you felt very disturbed and, and even scared in that moment. Like something something's not right here. Something's off. And I think some of these things look so very innocent, if not uh, very, very inviting and is being presented as the answer because that term meditation can mean a lot of different things. But, um, you know, we have to be careful because it can open many, many doors. Were there any other experiences that you had that just kind of solidified that decision to leave behind that new age way of thinking? Yeah, so that was one. And then also in that same bedroom, because I, I was at my parents' house, My parents would always tell me, you have a whole bedroom to yourself. Why don't you sleep in it? And I would tell my mom that my bedroom, it didn't feel right. And in holistic studies, I learned feng shui and you need to face your bed or your furniture a different way. And that must be why you can't sleep in your room or it doesn't feel right. So I tried moving the furniture. I tried putting different colors in there. I tried everything, but it still didn't feel right in there, Jen. And Mm -hmm. I can't tell you like what it was. And so I slept on the couch for, I think, three to five years. I just slept on the couch and that was normal. And I would still come back to my room to grab some stuff. And then I just continued to sleep on the couch. And eventually I had gotten my brother to do Reiki sessions with this woman that I was being mentored with. One day out of the blue, he's there at her place for a session. And she calls me to tell me that she needs to come to our home to cleanse it because something was living in here or something along the lines. And so I was with a client at the time, so I couldn't be home to receive her, but my brother was, and I got here shortly after. And my brother said that as soon as she walked into our home, she pointed upstairs in the direction of my bedroom and said that whatever it was, it lived in there. And so she walked into the house, bolted to my room, and she later said that it was a male energy and that this male energy slash spirit was very happy that I wouldn't sleep there because I would leave the room all to him. So I thought that was very scary. And then that kind of, because when I would meditate, it would only happen in that room where I felt scared. So yeah, so that was one of the things that just kind of, it made me question a lot. And shortly after that, when I had, uh, like I shared in the previous episode, when I came across that video of Doreen Virtue, I went into my office the next day and my office is located with next to a gym. It's literally a doorway. So mm-hmm. I went into my office the next day. I taught a fitness class. And then I threw everything that I owned that I consider new age. I threw it into a paper bag and I was going to walk it in the back of the building and just dispose of it in the big garbage can because I no longer wanted any of that. Yeah. I threw away my decks of cards. I threw away 
uh, I, I still held on to my crystals a little bit longer because they were still so, I thought they were so pretty, but I eventually threw the crystals away. I threw away sage. I threw away, I mean, anything that was symbolic to the new age, I put it in that bag and I disposed of it. And it's so strange because we also had cameras in the gym, on the gym floor. Okay. And now my brother is not anyone that believes in any of this stuff. And so I didn't, I didn't let him know that I had done that, that I had thrown away all that stuff. He was like so unaware of all of that. So he goes to get a workout in and he's warming up, tossing some basketball hoops and you see the ball roll away. We watched this in the, in the video cameras time later, we, we watched the ball roll away and he's walking towards it. And then he just stops. He just stops and he's staring. And then he turns around. He doesn't get the ball. He goes, finds another one. And then later he said that he felt like something evil was standing there and it was watching him. Oh, that was the first goodness. thing that happened. But he still stayed at the gym because, again, he doesn't believe any of this stuff. He just had like right. this weird vibe off of that. Then he walks to the front of the gym and you see him in the camera. He's doing these bicep curls. He's into the workout. And then this the ball, Bozu ball was next to him and it starts swaying back and forth. And he looks at it. He goes, he picks it up and he puts it where it goes. Goes back to his workout. Still, he's not being phased by any of this. Goes back to his workout. And then a third thing happens where something just falls right next to him. And at that point, you see him grab his ba- his bags, pack everything, and he, he's out. And I saw the videos. He had posted them on Snapchat back when I used Snapchat. And that I yeah. was confused. I was like, wait a minute. What is happening? And then I told him what happened that morning. And I again, I feel like we do open doors to things that you don't even know what you're opening doors to. And mm-hmm. I felt so bad. I'm like, I don't know what I've been doing. I don't know what I've been letting in. But it's so easy, Jen, to even within the realm of new age spirituality to be confirmed and reaffirmed that you're doing the same, the right thing because the enemy wants to keep you there. So, you're so right. even my clients would confirm things and reaffirm things. Even the people that I was working with, it's like, wow, yeah, you're absolutely right. But then I learned it's the enemy keeps feeding you these things so that you stay stuck in that loop. It's so very scary. And there is, there's this, there's this spirit world and we're being very, very deceived because so many of these things that you referenced seem so very innocent, like no, like no big deal. It's, I mean, how, and that can only be beneficial for your, for your complete health, your mind, body, and soul health. Um, Like you said, holistic studies, that's what that is. But it's such a dangerous path because it could possibly be opening the door um, and possibly it's not the right word. It is opening the door to things that are so far beyond what we truly understand. So we have all of this that you've experienced. What have you now experienced with your complete health with regards to walking in faith with Jesus Christ? Like, what are you experiencing now? Yeah. So one last thing on that note is that I never stopped to question any of that, Jen. I never stopped to question where the crystals came from, where the tarot cards came from, where any of that came from. But I did question God and I questioned God a lot. So when it came to God and my health, I never felt like God helped me in my, in my journey in, of health in any, in any way. But I did feel like, yeah, but I did feel like these things were helpful to me, especially like uh, holding on to a self-love crystal or doing a meditation for self-love. Self-love was big, especially struggling with weight and body image. And it wasn't until, again, time later when I realized that these words were empty, more so because 
I started to experience different things with my body, for example, uh, migraines or just hard trials in my life where if it wasn't for now being faith-based, believing in God, I don't know how I would have gotten over any of that. I think back up my new age self and I'm like, well, what would I have done? Another meditation, another journal prompt, another, another what? Another holding of a crystal, another page session. I mean, it, it's just empty again. It, It goes back to emptiness. And so now having the word of God, meditating on the word of God, doing my, my prayers through journaling. And it's just a different way because now it's not you relying on yourself. You can only do so much for you. And yes, you can pray for strength, but strength comes from the one and only God. Yes. So many times we try to be our own savior, but when it comes to our health, so many times we have to, we have to surrender it up. You're so right. And, you know, you said so many things there and also referencing our our podcast last week. So for those who missed the podcast last week, I will certainly link that here in the show notes so you can catch it. But last week you said you can't be the problem and the solution. You cannot be your own God. And I think that's so often what we try to do. And even as Christ followers, we find ourselves kind of stuck in that trap of, I can do this. I can improve my health on my own strength. Like I can do this on my own with just focus and determination. And we keep finding ourselves coming up short. You did say something in there that I really want us to unpack a little bit because uh, last week you referenced being angry at God. And this week you kind of talked about, you know, you not seeing like a big correlation between God and your health, you know, that that you didn't know that that would necessarily help. So let's unpack that a little bit more. And what clarity have you gotten? You know, um, the question is, does God care about our health? And th- and that's a big question. That's something that we don't often talk about. So what are your thoughts surrounding that? Yeah, I highly agree that God does care about our health because if we don't have health, how do we go out into the world and serve and, and spread his message and be of help and be of service? How do we go out and do all these things if our health isn't there? I mentioned yes. a, a little bit ago that I've been, I've been having these migraines, right? And these migraines will take me out for two to three days. And I think about, and I pray to God, I'm like, God, if, if I'm out, if I am to be out in the world doing your will, doing your service, please help me with these migraines. Please like lay your hand over me because that's something that we, we don't really take into consideration. Also something that I recently learned because by the time I, I came back to my faith. I had already lost a lot of weight, so I can't say that I ever prayed for weight loss, but that's something that I learned that you can do now. If you're struggling with losing weight, you can pray, pray to be helped, pray for guidance, pray for like, yes, you have to move your feet while you pray. Yes, it doesn't excuse you from the healthy habits and lifestyle that we have to create, but you can pray for help, for help and for guidance. I I love that. And, you know, I couldn't agree more. Um, I I firmly believe that God does care about our health and he wants us to be healthy. And it's not so we can say, look at me, look at what I've accomplished, but simply so that we can go and do and love and serve. That is why we need to be healthy. It's more about serving others. Um, And so when we talk about self-care and self-love, so often that is portrayed in such a manner and it's very, very selfish if we put it in terms of what God's word says and what he expects of us, it's so that we can go and do and love and serve. And to do that, we need 
to be healthy. Um, and so I've certainly seen that on my health journey as I've tried to, you know, maintain my health and as I've had certain, you know, struggles and I've seen how, man, I can be doing everything right. But if my soul is not nourished, I will always be wanting. I will always be empty. And so for me, part of my health journey is that spiritual health journey and really making sure that I am I'm building and I'm growing in my relationship with Christ. And that, you know, for me, that looks like having that morning routine and meeting with him and praying to him and being in God's word. Like you said earlier, meditating on God's word. And we need that because we find that that's what's nourishing our soul. So what is what is that one thing that you do that you feel like nourishes your soul? One or two things that really nourishes your soul and helps you feel connected to your creator. One of those things has definitely been prayer. And the second thing is reading the Bible, something that I would never do before, that two things that have completely transformed my life. I love it. I love it. And, you know, we talked about emptiness. And I think so many times we are walking through life and we're empty. We are going through the motions. And this is where we find true fulfillment by connection with our Savior, our Creator. And we do that through prayer and and studying His Word. And I think sometimes people try to make it a little bit too complicated. Like it can be pretty simple, you know, I mean, prayer and that doesn't have to look a certain way. It's just talking to God like you talk to your best friend. Um, thank goodness there is not a particular rhyme or reason or fancy way to pray because I'm sure I would mess that up. Um, and so I appreciate the fact that this can be very, very simple. Now, I'm, I want to play devil's advocate for a minute. Um because I think so many people would say, okay, what does faith have to do with the health journey? Like, I mean, where does faith play a role? Does that even does that even matter? So what are your thoughts? How would you respond to somebody who says that, that, hey, faith has nothing to do with the health journey? What would you say to that person? Yeah, I would definitely have them take a step back and really reevaluate, especially people that have been struggling for a really, really long time, which is most of the people that I work with, right? We're we're dealing with the same 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds over and over again. Yeah. And you you look at something like that and you ask, well, if you haven't been able to do it by yourself with your own will and your own faith in yourself, why do you, why do you think that it's not time to take a step back and put your faith in something bigger than you? Because you alone haven't been able to do it. Yes. Yes, I love how you put that. Put your faith in something bigger than you. And again, it's that pressure of, I've got to figure this all out. I've got to do this on my own. I've got to have the strength, the willpower, the determination, and we always fall short. And the other thing that happens when we fall short is we feel so guilty and so ashamed and we start looking around and we're like, well, everybody else can do it, but I can't do it. And we have to depend on God's strength. And, and really tap into, is our soul being nourished? You know, I, I, I th- so I want us to shift a little bit here because uh, you and I see, we see clients, we're talking about weight loss every single day um, in, in our work with clients. And that's how, that's what people come to us for typically is weight loss. They want to feel better. They want more energy. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired. So when it comes to weight loss, 
what obstacles do you think are really standing in the way? And how do you help someone see what those obstacles are? I feel like the biggest one is the renewing of the mind, which the Bible talks about, right? Renewing mm-hmm. the mind. Yeah. And the other one has to be, I, I recently understood this last month after doing a fast, is that the, the flesh is weak. That we are that we are weak, and it's good to admit that the flesh is weak. And you just mentioned all these things about being consistent and disciplined, and all these words that we associate with losing weight. And while that does work for some, that doesn't work for everyone. And usually, the people that it does work for—I'm not speaking for everyone—they they're so deep into this fitness journey where they idolize the flesh. That's all they can see is the physical, the physical transformation. But there's a whole group of us that it goes far more deeper than that. And that's why something like discipline and just stopping, stopping the chocolates and stopping the fast food, that's why it doesn't work because we need to take a deeper look at our faith, how we're being nourished, how we're filling ourselves up with the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, I could not agree more. It's it's so important, you know, that we start to do something different, you know, and I want to encourage our listeners as you're listening to this and you might find yourself discouraged because you've been on that journey. Like you have, you've experienced the emptiness, you've experienced the loneliness. You're trying to move forward on your health journey. There's weight you want to lose and it, it, it doesn't seem to want to come off or you lose it and it comes right back. Wherever you are in your health journey, it's so important to kind of resolve okay, I've got to do something different. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So isn't it time to get to the root of the issue? And just like Jackie said, look deeper. And that's what she and I are talking about here is really looking deeper. And I know on my health journey, as I got to a point where I was just really struggling and I felt like, hey, I'm I'm doing everything right. I've been a Christ follower for most of my life since I was a very young child and I'm eating the right foods and I'm exercising and I'm taking supplements. What am I missing? And so that is really what led me to functional medicine, Jackie, is that journey of what am I missing? But in that exploration, I discovered, you know what? My spiritual health is lacking. I'm not, I'm treating my relationship with God like a a check a checkbox, like a checklist, you know, okay, I went to church, check, I, I did my devotion this morning, check, and it wasn't meaningful. So I wasn't really growing in my faith with God. And then also, I also discovered that I've got some unresolved, like emotional health issues that I just wasn't dealing with. So you you said something there, you talked about renewing the mind. And I really like to focus on mindset with my clients. What's one of the biggest mindset blocks that you see with your clients? The biggest mindset block, I would say, is that they feel like they they can't do it. They, it just feels so hard. It's for everybody else, but not for them. You're right on. Yeah. And I think what happens to, like I referenced earlier, that guilt and that shame really comes into play because they've done it before, they've lost the weight before, and they have failed. And so all those those failures, those lies from our enemy is in our head. The negative self-talk is there. I can't do this. I've failed before. What makes this time any different? And so we've got to overcome that. So what's the best way to renew your mind and overcome some of those mindset blocks? 
But those, I say, start simple. Start with one or two things that you can focus on, and we call them power promises, right? Something as simple as a glass of water for today. I love it. And yeah, and and keep that integrity. If you say you're going to have that glass of water every day, keep that power promise because every time you break a promise you made to yourself, you lose that integrity. You lose that confidence, right? So how can you rely on yourself to keep the next promise and the next promise after that? Oh, that's fantastic. I love those words, power promise. So Jackie, I'm going to borrow that from you. My clients might hear me uh, mention that in the future. I think that's wonderful. I love that power promise because it's a it's a promise you're making to yourself. And you said something so pivotal here. You said, you know, to start simple. And I think our tendency, and we're in January, but our tendency is we're going to, I need to get healthy. I'm going to tackle this all at once. And we kind of want to go in with guns blazing and just completely transform our health. And we're just trying to change everything at one time. And in the process, we get overwhelmed, right? Absolutely. And I'll tell you one of my biggest mindset shifts was, I understand that deadlines work great, but they don't always work when it comes to our, our goals, right? With our bodies, because sometimes it can cause more stress than anything. So I always have this crazy idea that I would lose the weight drastically by starvation or crazy dieting. And then once I lost the amount of weight that I wanted to lose, I'd go back to eating normal and actually make this a lifestyle. So that was a cycle that I was stuck in. So the Mm. mindset shift there was stop setting a deadline for your body. You're in this for life. This is a lifestyle. So in 20, in 2019, I lost 30 pounds in the course of a year, something that I had been always trying to do in weeks. But what I did different that year was I stopped focusing on a short-term goal. I said, all right, I have a whole year to every single day show up and be able to complete one power promise, if anything, just one. I had a couple, daily walk, daily water, movement, but I just had to hit one. And some days I wouldn't, but guess what? When I take a step back at the end of the year, I was going to have more green dots than red on my calendar. Green dots meaning, hey, I, I actually hit the target. I didn't miss it. And it was so mind-blowing to me that I lost 30 pounds by the end of that year. Oh, that is fantastic. I I think that is so very powerful. So two things I want to make sure our listeners hear. Jackie said, stop setting a deadline. We're putting so much pressure on ourselves to, and we're, we're setting very unrealistic goals and deadlines. That's why I hate New Year's resolutions, because it's this big, humongous goal that we think we're going to do for the whole year. And then guess what? Most everybody has abandoned those by January the 19th. So we're already past that. Okay. So um, stop setting a deadline. This is, it's a lifestyle. And isn't it time to do something that is realistic? that works for you and you have to listen to your body. And especially if we look at the science behind weight loss, you know, typically we say, hey, I just need to, I just need to lose weight so I can get healthy. Actually, it's the reverse. You have to get healthy so that you can lose weight and you're losing weight because your body's working efficiently, right? So um, we've got to change our mindset towards this and like, let go of the deadline. There, there's, there's no deadline. This is a lifetime. And we, we can set some very short-term maybe goals like those power promises. The other thing, Jackie, you said that I want to make sure our listeners hear, because I think having visual things works and like rewarding yourself works. 
So you said you use green dots and red dots. So let's explore that a little bit more. Yeah. So I had a calendar and every time that I felt like I had a really good day, I would put a little green dot on it. And then if I, if I had an okay day, a yellow dot, and then, uh, okay, we did nothing today. And sometimes that's okay. We put a red dot. And so at the end of that same year, I looked back and I had way more green dots than I did yellow and red. That is amazing. And for those of us who are very visual, I'm a visual learner and I am one of these dorky individuals. I had a paper calendar. The main reason I have a paper calendar is so that I can use motivational stickers. Like there's my confession, Jackie. <laughs> it's, and it, it works. So I think I'm going to have to use some uh, little dot stickers now because I love that. And I think we what we want to make sure, too, that people, you know, when we say a good day, a bad day or an OK day, like you've got to start simple. Like what Jackie said earlier, I refer to these as small and sticky changes. What are those very small things that you can implement to get you started towards a healthier you? So um, small meaning it's such a little change. It almost seems insignificant. Sticky, meaning it's so little, it's really easy to stick with. And so if it's a day where, hey, you drank more water today than you did yesterday, you moved your body for 15 minutes, that's more than you may have done the day before, that's a green sticker day. Like that's a, I really like that reward system. I think that's a, a great idea. Um, so outside of the dots, did you have, I said reward system, but did you have any kind of reward system in place for yourself? Like, Hey, I'm doing really good. I'm going to do this for myself. Was, did you have anything like that? Not necessarily, but the biggest thing that I did also a mindset shift, I stopped being so strict with myself, but because before I was very black and white with what I could do and what I couldn't do. And I noticed that once I, when I was a little more lenient, a lot more lenient actually with my approach to food and fitness. So much change. I felt like my body was holding on to a lot of stress and weight from being so strict that when I let go of that, from that alone, Jen, I felt like my body lost weight. Yes, I could not agree more. And, um, you know, I, I talk so much about being anti-diet. And I think that people are really shooting themselves in the foot by following these super restrictive diets. And also there's just something that happens when we tell ourselves, I can never have that again. You know, we just, that's what we crave. So we've got to, I, I like hearing you say that that was part of your mindset shift is letting that go so that you could move forward. And man, that's what we call freedom right there. That is freedom is not telling yourself you can't have it, but I'm, you know, I can have that, but I'm not sure I really want that. Um, that's just, that's so very powerful. As we start to get to the end of our podcast and um, and we're really exploring this top, this hot topic of weight loss, are, is there any other weight loss advice that you want to make sure that our listeners hear? Yeah, I would say get clear on your intentions because sometimes the intentions on why you want to lose weight aren't the most positive. So be clear in the intention. Sometimes we don't realize that we're doing it out of anger or resentment or some kind of a negative emotion. And another one is also don't underestimate the power of walking. So many times we feel like we have to beat ourselves up at the gym and we have to work out intensely because I used to be that person. When I lost those 30 pounds, one of the things that I added on to, to what I was doing was just walking more. Something so simple that I always thought, well, walking is never going to do anything to my life. So sometimes less is more. Simplicity gets you to where you want to be. 
Yes, less is more. I, I love that. And I, again, it's a mindset thing. And I know sometimes the clients I'm working with, they're like, look, I don't have time, you know, to have an hour long sweat session. I cannot run a marathon like my neighbor runs a marathon. Can you walk? And I've had clients who literally they started off seeking, speaking of simple, they started off by walking to the mailbox like that was their thing. And then they got to where they were walking to the neighbor's mailbox. And so they just kind of kept increasing gradually, but they started where they were and they set very realistic expectations. So I like how you said, get clear on your intentions. And uh, this is something that I really unpack with my clients is first we look at mindfulness and being very mindful, like what's holding me back? What, what are my beliefs? What's my mindset here? And then after, and what is my, how does my body respond to stress, for instance? And then after we get really good at listening to our body, and that's all mindfulness is, then we can be, we can move into intention and being very intentional with our actions. Like, wait a minute, I have a headache. I don't feel that great. Huh? I haven't drank that much water today. Moving into the intention of, I need to drink more water. So I think that's something, and that's just a very easy tip for our listeners to really, you know, set those intentions, really implement that mindfulness, and um, and then move towards very simple action items. Like Jackie said, walking is so very, very beneficial. And again, you're getting benefit across the board. Um, Jackie, we have covered so much, and this has just been absolutely fantastic. So I just cannot thank you enough. Thank you, Janet. And I appreciate you having me back for part two of this. Yes, it just worked out fantastic. And I feel like our listeners got a lot of good nuggets today. So guys, we want to hear from you. What was your biggest takeaway from this podcast? And you might be listening to this and you're like, wait a minute, I need some help and support. I've been on the wrong track and I'm confused, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed. And if so, here's help. Jackie is a health coach. I'm a health coach. We are both available to you. So I want to make sure you guys know that because sometimes it's just a lonely feeling. You don't know where to start. So please know that. And any feedback you have on this podcast, we would love to hear it. Uh, So I appreciate you joining me, Jackie. And I'm looking forward to uh, what the future has in store for us. We're We're a good team, my friend. Likewise, Jen. I'm excited. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I hope after listening to this, you find yourself empowered with some simple action steps to transform your health, body, mind, and soul. If you are overwhelmed and you're thinking, I can't do this anymore on my own. I have to take control of my health and I need help. If that's you, why don't you consider scheduling a one-hour virtual session with me? This is a personalized approach for your health and your life. And don't worry, no unrealistic diets and no guilt, no shame, just empowerment and encouragement. I have just a few openings left this month and one has your name on it. Go to Inspire Healthy Harmony and click on the coaching tab. And if you want to connect with Jackie Sanchez, you can find her on Instagram at It's Jackie. And you can also find her on her website. It's JackieSanchez.com. That's I-T-S 
J-A-C-K-I-E-S-A-N-C-H-E-Z. It's JackieSanchez.com. And to make that easy, I will link both of those websites in the show notes. Thank you for listening, my friends. Until next week, take care of you so you can take care of others. Much love. Bye, y'all.